What's going on, guys? Welcome back to another business breakthrough session. I sit down with Eric Douglas of Screaming Eagle Painting in Connecticut, and we discuss really what the bottleneck has been for him in the last few years. I mean, he's found himself once again working alone. This is the story of so many contractors. And to my surprise, it was not because of his hiring process. So I'm excited to share this one with you. I really believe this is going to be impactful, uh, whether at whatever stage you are in your business, the principles are going to be valuable. So check this one out, listen to it all the way through. Uh, and I'm excited to share with you this business breakthrough session. The big question you need to ask yourself every day is, do I own a job or do I own a business? And unfortunately, the majority of contractors out there own a job. That's right, they're a slave to their own business. But the other side of the fence is so much greener, it's so much better, and that's when you're finally fully in control of your destiny, your freedom, your time, and that's what Contractor Secrets is about. It's about taking back our time, building a business with systems, standards, values, procedures, putting yourself in the driver's seat, and that's what it's about. So I'm excited. I'm happy to have you here. Let's dive into the Contractor Secrets Podcast. All right, what's going on, everyone? Welcome to the Business Breakthrough. I am here with Eric Douglas of Screaming Eagle Painting. We just had a brief conversation. We I love the branding. He's got eagles on his hat, man. It's just awesome. Um, and and there was a little bit of a, a why, a reason uh, behind it. Would you share that with us, Eric, as to why uh, the name of your company, Screaming Eagle? Yeah, definitely. Um, so I'm a, a U.S. Army veteran. Uh, I served in the 101st Airborne Screaming Eagles. And um, oh. also one of my best friends that I joined the um, Army with back in uh, 2005, he uh, was in a different unit. He got killed in Afghanistan. Uh, he was also in the 101st Airborne. So it's kind of like a remembrance thing for me. You yeah. know, remember remember why I, I started this company and, you know, I, I put the brand on every day as, you know, it's... I love it. it's it, you yeah, know, there's, it's, there's, it's there's like kind of like the band, you know, the band of brothers thing. It's like, you know, it's one of the yeah. most renowned divisions in the world. So we like to, wow. uh, you know, with we well, I just think that's awesome, man. I think that in business, when you have a why behind what you do, it pushes you to just do more than what you've, you would have, you know, sometimes we need that external push, man. And, uh, you know, that, that to me sounds like as good of any external push as you can find, you know, I'm sure you, you, you know, that. Absolutely. So, um, kind of the premise of, you know, really what I want to go with this man, you know, we're here kind of just chatting about your business. I want to kind of really start this off with a question that, you know, normally I start all these off with, but really it's just kind of helping me understand, you know, which direction we're heading in. So the first thing is tell me, uh, what's going really well in your business and, and inside of that answer, just tell me what your daily responsibilities are. And then, uh, once we get done that, just tell me what's something that you wish was going a little bit better. Um, yeah, for sure. Uh, so pretty much, you know, right now I'm back to uh, solo. So I mean, I'm pretty much I'm wearing all the hats again at this point, okay. um, which, you know, it's that's one of the reasons kind of why I wanted to chat with you a little bit. Sure. But um, yeah, the basics is I mean, pretty much, you know, at this point, I'm doing the sales, I'm doing the estimation, I'm doing the marketing, I'm doing, you know, the, the advertising, I'm trying to I'm trying to keep up with everything right now. So, okay. you know, pretty exhausting. It is. Yeah, for sure. A hundred percent. Cause I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm producing the work also. So it's, you know, yeah. It. So you have this balance that you're, you're doing and we both know that production is taking all, you know, taking up a, a majority of your time. Absolutely. Um, you know, there's, there's a few things that, um, we can definitely dive into in terms of like, you know, the processes and, and what it is that we can kind of maybe systemize for you on a daily basis. But my biggest question and biggest concern is how did this happen? 
and was and and I want to know was there a point in time where you were not working solo? Tell me about that. How long ago was it, and what happened? Yeah. Um. So a little, you know, a little. I guess I'll do a real quick backstory. So I started yeah, this company please do. in 2015. Um, okay. I got laid off from my electrical apprenticeship job uh, about a week before Thanksgiving. So I sat at home for a few months. Obviously, it was the holidays. I was like, man, I can't believe I just lost like my forever job, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, so, you know, I sat here. I dwelled. I was depressed. I sat around. Christmas came. The new year came. It was 2000. Um, I think it had just rolled into 2016. And um, I was like, dude, I got to I gotta do something. And I had painted for a while back before I joined the military. And even while I was in the military, I painted for people. Wow. Um, so I was like, heck with it, man. I was like a painting company, you know, it's the least amount of overhead. I was like, I might as well just jump into it. I'm like, people call me all the time for work, you know, except everybody wanted the, you know, the, the, the favor discount, you know, like I remember the first <laughs> house I painted, dude, I painted, it was for one of my buddies. That's an investor. Um, I painted this, uh, raised ranch form for 900 yeah. bucks. And like, wow. I look back at that, that was, you know, and I'm like, I will, yeah. I, I don't even paint a bedroom for that price anymore. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Besides the point, you know, I had, I ended up having to take a W2 job pretty much every winter because I'm up here in Connecticut, you know, and I, I, I started off doing a lot of exterior work and I kind of yep. worked my way into interior, which is where I, you know, I try and focus on now because I really enjoy doing interiors more. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it got to the point where I was pretty much in business, you know, myself doing everything for about three years. And then on the fourth yeah. year, I was like, I got to try and, you know, step this up a little bit. So, sure, you know, sure, I, sure forward and I got the workers comp and nice. I tried out some some some, some subcontractors and I'm like this is going absolutely horrible so I kind of nicked that in the bud and then I tried the employee thing with a couple guys and it went okay at first and then it started just declining slowly as I kind of stepped away from being on the job with them every day and kind of babysitting and, and making sure everything was going right and they were actually producing all day long um you know the more I stepped away I feel like the more, you know, they kind of took more slack of the rope at that point. Gotcha. And, you know, the beginning of uh, 2020, a few months in, you know, last year, everything with the pandemic and yeah. all that nonsense, you know, like I had said, I was mainly focusing on interior work. I was actually started, you know, starting to get into construction a little bit because some of the guys I had were pretty good carpenters. They were good tile guys. Um, but anyways, coronavirus hit. And I mean, pretty much at that point, like, you know, I had nine out of 14 deposits that I ended up returning to customers because they were wow. like in our house. So, you know, the guys were understanding at that point, we kind of talked over everything. And at that point, you know, I, I, I helped them, one of them get his own business going because he knew some other people that he wanted to go and do work for. And I'm like, I don't want to do work for these people, you know? Yeah. So I kind of sent him on his way. I set him up for success. I helped him get his business going. He cranked out all year and I kind of just stepped back and, you know, tied up the loose ends that I had at that point. Um, and, you know, I, I kind of took the majority of last fall into the, you know, now to kind of reassess on how to, you know, get this wheel going again, because I, I paused it for so long. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So we have a lot there. And I think that, you know, there's a couple angles we can take this first, man, you know, I can tell you have good business acumen, um, just, you know, and I'm sure your military background helps you with that in terms of just structure, you know, that's just, that's just natural to you. And, you know, normally I have to kind of teach that. Um, but essentially, you know, this is your first business. So, and I, it's also, you know, I have the luxury of having management experience. Um, I used to manage restaurants. I used to, I was a general manager of two restaurants. 
So I have experience with employees and understanding dynamics and workload and different things like that. So that kind of, when I, when I started my own business, I really had the experience of being a business owner as a general manager, but without the title, you know, sure. so I had that experience going into this. So that's kind of what kind of maybe gave me a little bit of a leg up. I would say that there's a couple angles that we can go here. And I guess the first one would be when you tell me that you had guys that worked for you and the farther you got away, the, the, you know, it seemed as though that, I don't know whether the work, did the workmanship decrease or you felt like they were kind of taking advantage and, you know, they weren't working to the level and the standard of which they would, if you were there. Yeah. So I would say it'd be a little bit of both. Um, a little bit of both. I mean, I, it, you know, not only did I start having, um, you know, quality issues, but I also started having customer complaints okay. and then things started, you know, obviously accidents happen on the job, you know, but I, it was just like every single job these guys okay. would go on to, they would break uh, us in oven door or gotcha. just gotcha. something catastrophic. And, so, you know, so, drill, like we would do sheetrock and they would drill through a plumbing pipe and I'm like, gotcha one thing after another after another so this after is another. believe it or not man well i but you should probably believe it i mean this is an error i mean this is not an error excuse me this is a problem that many contractors deal with okay right. and and it's not so much you know the fact that there's not good people out there to do the work that has to go because there's just so many people that you just can't make that generalization. I mean, if you've only right. had 10 people in your business, there could be the chance that you've just gotten 10, you know, people that don't care enough yep. to work for a guy like you, who seems like you care a lot about the people that work for you and you want to provide a good, good environment for them. Right. So we can't just assume that there's not good people out there that want to work for you. Absolutely. The problem is, is the, the problem is, is how you acquired those individuals. So why don't you take me through what it is, you know, to be acquired by you as a business owner. So take me through what your process is to find somebody and bring them into your business. Sure. Um, so pretty much what I did locally was it would either be a, we have like local, like paper um, flyers, we call it like turnpike buyer, the shoppers okay. and stuff like that. So like I put it in local um, cause one of the reasons why I wanted to expand this business was because I'm in a small town. Um, I mean, obviously I grew up here, but it's, you know, there's, this is we're lower on the, on, you know, we're close to the poverty scale over here. So I wanted gotcha. to kind of create, you know, good jobs for people. Love that, man. I love um, that. Um, so yeah, I mean, I would do that there. I would, you know, pretty much my main focus and where I got, I'd say probably 80% of my, you know, leads was from Facebook. Okay. Um, so I would put up job postings and all the, uh, yard gotcha. sales. Okay. Really so let's to... say, let's say I apply for, for screaming Eagle painting. Mm -hmm. What's next? What happens? Phone call with me usually. Okay. And let's say our phone call goes well. What happens? Um, at that point I would, I would probably end up doing another, a zoom call like this and we would zoom go call in like this yep, chat? We'd go in okay. a little bit deeper, probably for about an hour, two hours. I mean, I've been on zoom calls where it turns okay. into three hours then, after well yeah then then what happens then at that point it's like you know i mean i'm in the painting business you know what i'm saying it's like i can't we can't go any further unless you can show me how to do something and that's kind of okay. where i ran into you know i'm, I'm kind of hitting a bump in the road because i mean ideally yeah. i would like to have some kind of shop which is where i can at least put people in and kind of give them like a one or a two day 
kind of training before I send them out into a customer's house because I, I like mean, that. And I think the idea is good. Um, I think that, so what I'm getting is that you have a structure, you have a system and that's right. what I wanted to hear is that you have some sort of system, you know, at least you're not, I, I was, I was hoping you didn't say that after the phone interview, you bring them on board, you know, so no. you do some sort of filtering out process, which yep. I love. And then you also do some sort of in-person interview to see that their skill set matches the you know what they say they can do right i mean that's pretty much it okay so yep. here's here's where I'm, I'm seeing that the problem is because i'm ruling out things as i'm asking you these questions to see sure. where our problem is so i can help you really focus the problem here is is that you're taking on too many different types of jobs so you're saying yes to a lot of things am i right correct okay so and and the reason that I'm seeing that this is a major problem is is because if somebody's going through your checks and balances and you 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 have somebody that has a decent personality that you feel like cares about what they're doing and you do an in-person interview and they they do well enough to actually work alongside you the problem is is that your standard of uh you're setting an expectation in each different job type that you have that is hard for somebody to hit. And whether you set that expectation because of your own personal experience or whatever that expectation has come to, you're the business owner. Um, it's hard for somebody to learn a new skill every time they go to work. Right. Right. And when we take on drywall, I know you said dry, you're taking on drywall jobs, you're taking on mm -hmm. construction jobs, you're kind of just, you're, you're shotgunning. Right. And, you know, I'm a sniper, dude. And we're going to use some military lingo here, man. I right. mean, in terms of shotgunning and snipering, you know the difference. If you right. just were a sniper in terms of the way that you approach your business, in terms of the type of clients that you take on, the type of job types that you take on, the type of personalities that you bring into your business, you're going to be much more effective with one shot, boom, than trying to just keep shooting around to see who's going to pay you to do the work. Absolutely. You know, if you were an interior specialist, brother, and all you did was interior wall ceilings, trim doors, okay? And then you brought people into your business and that's all they did every single day. They would eventually either get really good at it or you'd be very quick to find out who's not a good fit because you can tell if they're not growing. But right. if you're doing an interior job on Monday, on Thursday, you guys do a bathroom remodel. On Friday, you guys do a quick drywall job. Then Monday, you do an exterior. And then Thursday, you do a, another drywall job. You can't pinpoint where your bottlenecks are. Nope. And I can tell okay. you what, you know, when I did that, because I used to just focus on painting and then I started stepping in, you know, what you're calling a shotgun. I, when I started getting in the shotgun, I'll tell you what, dude, I lost more money in that, doing that between tool, you, you know, being replaced, yeah. lost, stolen, Tools like, being oh replaced. Goodness. And then there's no structure there. So I use, right. I love this analogy because it's just, I don't know, it's just one of my favorites, man. I mean, I talk about Starbucks cause they're just a good franchise you know, these franchises, they have systems, right? So they do something the same way every day. That's it. No more, no less, right? You go to, if I go to Starbucks in Connecticut and I go to one in Florida, that coffee will taste the same. Yep. It'll be the same menu. It'll be, and they do that on purpose. Okay. So let me ask you if my, if my Starbucks down here, okay. Said, you know what, you know, we have so many customers and you know what? I guarantee if we sold filet mignon, people would buy it, right? If the manager went in there and was like, yeah, yeah. And everybody agreed. They're like, yeah, we could, we could sell filet mignon. All right. Well, all right. We got to get a grill. All right. So they're like, well, run to run to Lowe's and go get us a grill so we can start selling filet mignons. And they put a piece of paper on their menu board and it said filet mignon for sale, you know, 29 95. Right. So if they have a thousand people, okay. 
would you agree that some people would buy the filet mignon? Definitely. Of course they would. It's Starbucks. They wow. Starbucks filet mignon. I'll try right. it. Whatever. It sounds cool. Love Starbucks. Right. Love screaming Eagle painting. They do tile. Love it. Right. They, you right. know, Oh, love screaming Eagle painting. They do drywall and texturing. Oh, great. I'll do it. Okay. But what does that do for the employees inside of Starbucks? Okay. What does that do? It it's creates chaos. Stressing them out. Stressing them out. Well, I don't know how to freaking do a filet mignon. How long do I cook it for? Medi they want medium, exactly. medium rare. They want well done. They want rare. What? I don't know what to do. Do you understand? So yep. ultimately the manager will go up to that employee and say, what are you doing? You didn't cook this filet mignon right. Our people are waiting for it. Well, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I, I don't, I was just making coffee yesterday. You want me to make filet mignon? I didn't sign up for this. Right. You catching me? You, you yeah, see where I'm going with this, brother? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, but think about it on a, on a different level. What does that do for the market? Okay. Now the market's confused. The market right. doesn't know what the heck's going on with Starbucks, yeah. right? And They're waiting. The, the wait times are longer. You go in for an sure. interior painting estimate. Somebody needs to move in. You have to say no, because you got a, a tile job coming up. It's going to take two weeks, right? Yep. So, so you're not creating consistency in the marketplace, right? You're not creating consistency in the, in the, in the business in terms of what your employees are doing and the marketplace place is the one who's suffering as well, because there's nobody specializing in what they need. Sure. Um, and, and that is, I, I believe that is your biggest problem right now. I'm just taking some notes. Yeah, please do, man. I really, I really think that this will help you pivot. Um, so, yeah, cause I definitely, you know, I mean, you nailed it on the head, dude. Like not only did I confuse the marketplace, but I think I can not, I confused myself dude in the end, because I was yeah. like, well, like I'm looking at this guy over here and I'm like, well, I can do that over here. You know what I'm saying? Like, absolutely. Yeah. Ask me yeah. like, it's one of those things. Like, I'm like, I know I can manage this, but then it, I realized that I couldn't. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So it's like, I really need yeah. to focus on what yeah. I'm good at. There was a, there was like, another, there was another um, friend of mine who came on one of these episodes and he said that he was doing um, interior painting, exterior painting, cabinet refinishing, wow. uh, concrete coating and epoxy. Okay. Yep. And he was working by himself just like you. And the analogy I said is like, brother, you're, you're running mm -hmm. five businesses. Yeah, right. Yeah. Which is By awesome yourself. if you can, but you, it's, 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 it almost it's, yeah, too. it's, it's awesome. But ultimately like how effective are you as an interior painting company? No. How effective right. are you as an exterior painting company? How effective are you as a cabinet coating company? How effective are you as a epoxy company? You're not, you're right. not effective at all. You're not yep. doing anyone, any service and you're very stressed. You have no time for your family. You have no time for yourself. And ultimately you you're thinking about getting a job mm -hmm. because it's too much. Right. And when that happens, dude, that's, that's my calling is to save people from that. I feel like yep. in this, in this endeavor that I found myself in to help contractors do this, because ultimately it's very simple, right? Number one, your strength is, you know, as a, I believe that you're a good salesperson, just because naturally I feel like you just grabbed onto that. You have, a, you seem like a people person, but your first skill is production. Right. And there's no denying that you came into this business because you said, I know how to paint. I could paint houses and make money Absolutely. at some point, dude, you have to transition to I'm a salesperson. Okay. You don't just go from, you know, okay. I have to assume the role of a salesperson. You're not even there yet. You're right. doing both. Right. So yeah. when you go from production, that's why we want a very simple, easy production process. So, you know, Starbucks, let's go back to our analogy. Maybe you only do iced coffee. Hey, all we offer is iced coffee. That's what I did in my business for the first six months. All I did was exterior painting because the people that I had, 
I didn't hold them to the expectation of being able to do good interior work, which is much right. more detailed. It's it much more intricate spraying doors, like all this stuff. Like I was intimidated because I didn't want to mess my system up. There right. was enough exterior work. I knew that if I found enough leads for exterior work, I could figure this system out first. And then when I grow, I can get more talent to do interior work, but we're not, we weren't there yet. So all I did was did exteriors. Were there people who we were painting exterior houses that said, Hey, could you give me a quote on the interior? And did it hurt to say no? <laughs> yeah. It was embarrassing. I'd be like, unfortunately, we just don't do interiors right now. What painting company doesn't do interiors right. that does exteriors? <laughs> they were, they were blown yeah. away. They sure. were like, well, really? Yeah. I said, yeah, you know, we're just not as good as I want to be on it right now, dude. I'm so honest with customers that like, you know, sorry, you know, because my reputation in the future is so much more valuable than messing up. Right. Right. Yep. I saw that early on. I'm not going to take something on for the three grand that could have cost me 200 grand because they say how poor of a job we did, Exactly. you know, in future yep. business. So I'm all about building slow. Right. So for you, you said you like doing interiors now, right? Right. Yep. So I honestly believe that think of this scenario, man, you do interiors for the next two months, right? You don't take cabinets. Do you, do, do you try to do cabinets? If you get asked, no, I've done a few cabinet jobs. It's too, it's too much for as it's one intricate. cabinet coating should be its own business. There right. shouldn't be painting companies do cabinet coating. Right. It, I that's agree. again, that's something that, 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 that's a system that that's a filet mignon being sold right. in Starbucks. Right. So to, to give I almost you some, stepped into it last year and I'm glad I didn't honestly. Yeah. I mean, you know, like I said, I mean, if you do cabinets and, and if you're a cabinet coating company, like if you do cabinets back to back to back to back to back and you perfect that system, that's one of the most highest profit yeah. margin companies sure. and you're the best at it. And people yep. only go to you because you specialize in it. Right. So what I think that you should do, because the, the labor pool is the easiest to acquire in interior painting, sure. exterior painting. Forget exterior painting right now. Right. I mean, you don't need that. Obviously, it's no. cold well, out. So you I, one be doing of the that issues anywhere. I've noticed with a lot of people is they're scared of heights. They don't want to get on big ladders. So well, yeah, yeah, you definitely got to find. You know, people are always going to have those fears, but it's like you know, do I really yeah. want to be? Because I feel like if I go with exterior, I mean, I know a couple of guys like in Massachusetts, right up the road, that do only exteriors. They yep. work for like seven months out of the year. Dude. Yeah. they make a ton of they money. Scale a like, house like Spider Man. Right. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like no. me. I you know I'm one of those. I want to have, even if it's not, you know, because I'm one of those people, like, I don't necessarily want to have, if it's just going to be me, I don't want to work every single day of the week. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, well, the, the, the reality of the situation is, is that you shouldn't be working. No, and right. Like you're not like, you're like, remember this painting is poisonous right. for you. It's, yes, it's, it is. you cannot grow your business with dipping a brush into paint. You right. can only grow your business by networking, marketing, and selling your work to people and then having other people do what they're good at. Right. And I think there is a tremendous benefit of you being a production first entrepreneur is that you know how to train way better than I do. You know, product way better than I do. You know, application way better than I do. Although I'm a sales and management business owner, that doesn't mean that we can't you know, we, we don't have our own individual strengths and weaknesses. My weakness Absolutely. is production. So I have to rely heavily on production as opposed to you. You just have to learn sales, you know, and it's, that's a, that could be learned much quicker than learning production because you don't have to go through so many errors, you know, right. with painting. Yep. So let's kind of talk about, you know, what I would believe to be an action plan for you. You know, the reality of the situation is it comes down to your marketing. 
If you do not have confidence in your marketing, you will take whatever comes your way for survival. Does that make sense? Yep. Okay. Cause if the phone isn't ringing and your neighbor wants a tile job done and you need to make money, what are you going to do? Take the Go tile job. Tile. You have to make money. Right. Okay. That messes That's with your system. Right <laughs> I know. So what we need to do is we need to pay for leads. Yep. Okay. Why do we need to pay for leads? Well, majority of these companies will let you pick what type of jobs you want. That is the key. Now, home advisor is the biggest one. I mean, people bash home advisor and I say this all the time. It's not what you want. Stop buying for the customers. The market likes it. So guess what? You either right. play or you don't. I used to sell cars at Toyota and sure. there's this, uh, there's this uh, program called true car and true car essentially finds all the quotes and prices of every car dealership and the transactions, not the prices, the transactions shows you what the average amount to pay for whatever vehicle you want to pay for is. And you can buy the car on true car. Okay. And then you walk into the dealership with a slip and say, Hey, I purchased this car for this price on true car. And it's like 8,000 less than what they would have sold it to you for in the <laughs> dealership. Okay. But guess what? Those sales help them get to whatever threshold they need to get to, to hit their bonuses. And, and it makes sense for them in the long run. Do they want to pay true car? No, but if they don't, guess what? They're missing out on that business. And, you know, unfortunately they're going to be, you know, at the mercy of the other dealerships that are, you know, right. there's other contractors in your area that are doing this. So unfortunately the home advisor is that big of a mammoth in this lead generation business. It's either you, you if you can't, if you can't beat them, you join them. And that's where people are going. So this is what's going to help you narrow down uh, your, your job type. So you can tell them you want interiors, full houses, five, six bedroom, right? Yep. So you start getting leads for these jobs. These are the only jobs you're going to take, right? And then the more money you spend on getting these leads, the more opportunities you're going to have and the more sales you're going to have, right? Right. This is a balancing act in business as a business owner. Balance the marketing, okay? Get as many leads as you can, Right sit in front of as many people as you can, sell as many jobs as you can. Meanwhile, making sure on the right side, production is keeping its standard high. Right. Okay. Yep. And while you're doing all this, this automates this marketing process. If you spend the money on the marketing, you don't have to go knock doors. It takes too much time. If you want to go out and hold a sign and say, Hey, I paint houses, hire me. You can, but your time is way more valuable finding good quality people doing interviews making sure that the production is ready for the marketing. You know, you might say, I'm not ready to hire anyone right now. I don't have enough work. I'm going to be very honest with you. I've, there's never been one time I made a hire where I felt like I was ready ever. Anytime I decided to bring someone else on, I'm like, I don't know if I can keep this guy busy. And right. guess what happened? I was pushed by the fact that I looked someone in the eye and I promised them an opportunity. Yep. My word pushed me. So guess what? I make more phone calls than anybody in the house painting business. Anybody by far. There's no one that calls more customers, more homeowners than me to get appointments scheduled, to follow up with sales. I'm a sales machine because not so much. I want to make money. I could care less about the money. I just want to be comfortable. I want to be able to spend time with my family, but there's people out there that put my brand on that need to feed their families. And that motivation in itself makes sure that I'm on point. Right. So you'll find that for sure. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yep. So let me ask you, I mean, what hurdles do you see going forward with this plan? I mean, is this something that you would, you would implement? 
Yeah, definitely. I mean, I'm willing to try anything. I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's one of those things that I understand that marketing and leads is, you know, probably the most important aspect of this. I mean, if I don't have, if I don't have leads, I can't close the sales. So that's right. You know, I mean, that's, it's just how it goes. And have you, you know, tried, have you tried any uh, lead services before? Um, no, just pretty much all, pretty much everything I did was through uh, Facebook. That so was this it. is going to be, this is going to be new for you. Would you like it me to give be, you some yeah. advice? You want some right. advice? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So here's, here's why everyone hates these programs is because they don't understand the investment aspect of it. This is like buying stocks and with investing, you have the risk of loss. Right. Okay. That's the, that's the nature of this marketing game. Is it not the same if you spend four grand on a billboard and no one calls? That's exactly what it is. So if home advisors sending you leads, leads are not guarantees. Okay. Right. That does not mean that you are even guaranteed to get an appointment. These are people that home advisor markets to and says, Hey, if you need a trusted pro, we affiliate with screaming Eagle painting. We will connect you with him. Okay. Customers love that because of all the contractors that have taken advantage of people to them, the only viable option at this point is to have someone facilitate the agreement, which is pretty unfortunate, but that's where we're at now. Okay. Yep. So they say, okay, well, that's nice. We're also going to send you Joe's painting and Steve's painting. We also affiliate with them. So you can make the best possible decision of who you want to work for you. So with these leads, you're going to be competing. Okay. So we need to learn how to separate ourselves. So when they are comparing you and Joe's and Steve's painting or whatever else I named, they say, actually, I want to go with Screaming Eagle. Okay. That's what I want to go with. You're always compared to usually two or three other contractors anyway, but sure. this one's a little more, a little more pressure here because number one, with word of mouth, you didn't pay 70 to $80 to speak with somebody. So now the pressure's on because that $70 lead just came in. If you don't convert that person to an appointment, you're out, right? You're out 80 bucks. Okay. Yep. And for somebody that doesn't know the game, that could really be demotivating. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, you know what I'm saying? Yep. So, so the, the approach needs to be, you need to be the first one to call sure. number one, first one to call when that lead comes in, boom, I don't care if you're, I don't care what you're doing. You need to pick up the phone and call okay. drip jobs is a software that I'm developing that has automations attached to it. So when a new lead comes in a text message and an email goes out right away, nice. that's part of the reason why it was developed. But in the meantime, making the phone call is just as valuable immediately because chances are they're still on the computer typing in their information. You'll call them. Hey, this is, you know, Eric with, you know, screaming Eagle. I, I, I saw that you were putting in a request for a house painting estimate. When would you like me to come out? Okay. Right. Facilitate, man. That's the word. You don't just say, Hey, did you request a painting estimate? And then they're going to get weary and be like, uh, uh, actually, no, you know, you have to know the game. Right. And what I do is when somebody puts in a lead, I say, Hey, Joanne. And they'll be like, Hey, Hey, it's Tanner. I got your request for a painting estimate. I just, I'm just calling to let you know, I, I have Wednesday and I have Thursday available. Um, does the afternoon work for you? I'm taking out all the back and forth guesswork, right? Okay. That's sales. That's, that's facility. Okay, great. Thursday. What time? Thir after three o'clock. Perfect. We'll be there. Let me just verify your address here. Builds credibility. You read the address off the, the lead. Oh, are you at one, two, three, four Southwest 40th lane? Oh, perfect. We'll see you then. Thanks, Joanne. Have a good day. Okay. So then I show up and now think about the next guy who calls right after me. She right. knows that these calls are going to start coming in. And yep. he's like, and, you know, and he's like, you know, in the brush, he calls five hours later. She's having dinner at this point. Hey, Joanne. Yes. 
Uh, oh, were you looking for a painting estimate? I I'm sorry. I can't talk right now. I, I got to go. Okay. All right. Bye. You see, see the difference. That's the game, man. So, so your ability to convert leads to appointments is going to be what gives you the ability to be successful. Okay. So that's really, really important. If you're going to be doing this now, last point I'm going to make on this is remember what I said, you will lose money here first. I mean, you're not going to, if you have a hundred percent closing ratio, I want you to teach me how to sell. Yeah. It's not going to happen. Not that. You know, I don't, I have like a, I'm like at a 40% with these. Yeah. I mean, it's hard. It is hard. I think I teach 52% or something. So, I mean, it's still, it's so you've got, I know you got right. skill, but I'm just yeah. saying that with this type of lead, you got to be mindful of the number. You got to be a student of the game. And here's what yeah. I mean. Okay. If you say, I'm going to spend $1,000 on home advisor, that should be your minimum, you know, figure out a way to get it. If you don't have it, put it on a credit card because you're going to get it back. Okay. $1,000. Let's say that gives you 12 opportunities, 12 leads come in. Let's say for the first six, you can't get a hold of them. They don't answer the phone, right? So you're already out half the money. Okay. Yep. 600 bucks, you're out. At that point, that's where everyone quits. Okay. Because they don't stick to their budget. Law of averages, they quit. So you do six, no one's answering. So you're like, man, this sucks. I'm done with Home Advisor. I'm going back to my electrician job. I hate this. Tanner's an <laughs> idiot. <laughs> All right. But you hang in there and then the next one comes in. Oh, well, that one actually wants an, an estimate. Okay, cool. You have that scheduled. Okay. Next one doesn't work out. You're like, man, this home buyer still sucks. Next one doesn't work out. You're, you're, but you're staying the course. Okay. So that's now you're at number nine. You got three more before you hit your budget. Okay. The next three, let's say, convert to appointments. You've gotten four appointments out of 12. Okay. That's 25% appointment closing ratio. Now, before I go any further, the other eight, that you have there are not dead. You just have to continuously follow up with them. Again, that's what drip jobs does is it drips out communication for the next, I don't know, month, if you want saying, Hey, it's Eric with, you know, screaming Eagle painting, you know, Hey, we, you request an estimate from us. Would you like to schedule? Would you like to schedule? Would you like to schedule? So it stays on top of those people for you, but now we're going to focus on our four. Okay. So you have four people, you go do the estimate. Oh, we're not ready. We're not going to do it. Okay, cool. Now you only have three opportunities to make back your thousand bucks. Let's say the next person, you sell it, $1,000 job. All right, cool. I broke even so far on what I spent on Home Advisor. Next one you sell, $7,000 job. Okay. And then the next one you don't sell, right? So your total sales are eight grand. And I'm giving you a super, super low, 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 low threshold, eight grand. Okay. All right. So subtract the thousand that you originally spent for all those leads. Okay. So that's now you have 7,000. Subtract your cost for the job. Let's say that your costs were 3,000. So you netted four grand off of a thousand dollars. Okay. That's a four, three, 400% return. Okay. That's a good investment. Now, if you do that on a grand scale, dude, I mean, if, if, if I, I usually, I, at one point was spending four grand a month on home advisor, we were generating 90,000 a month Nice in sales. Okay. But that just doesn't stop there. Now imagine you go to that one house that you sold for seven grand and the neighbor walks over and says, Oh my God, you did a great job. I'd like an estimate. And then you sell her for 10 grand on her mansion right. or whatever. Right. Yep. We attribute that to home advisor. You would not have met that person if it weren't for home advisor. Right. Good investment. You see how yep. that works. Absolutely. So what you do this, stay the course. Okay. And then narrow down your, your, your job type. So when you build your production structure, your guys are doing the same thing every day and getting better at it. Sure. All right. So that's my advice for you, man. I really hope okay. that this was helpful. 
Yeah, definitely. Absolutely. Awesome, man. Well, I, I really appreciate you joining me on the uh, business breakthrough, man. I, I'd awesome. love to have you back at some point yeah, to kind 100%. of give us a recap, man. Maybe we can schedule it in for next month or something. Sure. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> awesome. Let's do it. Awesome, brother. All right. Hey, I just want to take a second to thank you for joining me here on the Contractor Secrets Podcast. Um, I'm just going to take this opportunity to let you know that my passion is coaching people, helping people. Um, I've changed my Instagram name to at contractor coach. And I did that because that is my passion. I want to help you. So please reach out to me. If you have an issue going on in your business, send me an email, find me on Instagram, message me, and let's do a breakthrough session. I want to work through your problems in your business to help you get to that next level. And, and one thing that I always say is this, you know, the difference between those that get over the humps and the hurdles in business is just a change in perspective. And that's what I plan to offer you. So get with me, message me, allow me to help you take your business to the next level.